Cause... There we go. So we were just having a rousing conversation about uh, my guests, which I have Troy David Phillips. Howdy, howdy, folks. And I've got uh, Mark Lutz. Hi, everybody. They are on uh, the microphone, the blue snowball, which we have talked about in great length here on GTA. It is not blue. It's not blue, but it it's called the blue, blue snowball. It's one of those things. It sounds like a Seinfeld bit. What's the deal with that? Yeah, you know. It's, it's, Wait, you mean the loogie went back and to the left? Back <laughs> to the left. That is a magic loogie. What's the deal with grape nuts? No grapes, no nuts. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> but they're so, uh, on. They're on the mic. So it's Troy and Mark on the mic. But then it's Mike on the computer. And if it was a Mac, it would have been Troy and Mark on the mic and Mike on the Mac. But it's Mike on the PC. It's Mike on the PC. Because I'm a PC guy PC. today. Still haven't figured out all the nuances with my new Mac. But we are here. This is Mike on the mic on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of GGR. If you're unfamiliar, which I don't know how you could be at this point, we're a big deal. The web address is www.greatgeekrefuge.com. I just did a ton of cool articles. We got one about the new Star Wars uh, trailer that just came out yesterday. Go on there. Watch it. Comment. Love it. Like it. I don't care. Just go see it. It's fantastic. And actually, he does care. So I do. go on, like it, love it, talk about it, blog about it, hey. let him know, uh, demand more. But yeah, actually, because if you don't, Mike goes home and he cries. I mean, he like curls up in a corner yeah. with a bottle of whiskey and a Nicholas Sparks novel, <laughs> and he wraps his arms around his legs, and he rocks back and forth, and he sobs very, very softly, and he, and he prays to God that he there. dies soon. Troy told then, me that the Mike... Uh, and the webcam were not on when that was happening, <laughs> but apparently it was. It so he got to see that. While he's doing all that, he sings along to Taylor Swift. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. So, and, and, and that just makes all of our listening audience want to curl up and die. <laughs> and I'm not a pretty crier either. I'm an ugly crier. Like it's it's squinched faces like Daryl from uh, The Walking Dead after he had to kill Merle. Like that face he made is like that. Speaking of The Walking Dead, I just read an article about that. Well, quote-unquote, I'm using air quotes right now on an audio podcast. Because everyone Frank, see that. Frank Landau wrote the article. That's one of my pen names. As, as Troy, Troy like blew my mind with this like fight club moment. He's like, did you know that the letters in Michael Lunsford could be rearranged to spell Frank Landau? And I was like, what the fuck just happened? I, I, I remember being witness to the blowing of the mind. I just, I didn't even realize that. Like, I, I think some gray matter actually came out of his ear. Oh, it was bad. It was what bad. was the stuff coming out of his nose? Boogers. Okay. Lots and lots of boogers. Lots of boogers. This is, I've been doing this new, this is kind of a different way of doing it. We talk for a little bit, and then we do our awesome intro, and then we come back to the show. So this is kind of like our, our soft open, if you will, or the cold open, hey, hey, as they often call quick? it. Go you, ahead. you mentioned the, the Star Wars trailer article? I did, yeah. That trailer was so hot, it melted Vader's face off. Oh. <laughs> See what he did oh, there? Oh, Mark. See what he did there? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, we're going to do this. Then. You guys can be part of this, because I've started this, and it's, it's been a really, really cool way to intro into the podcast. GGR Pirate Radio starts right now. Bam! Get on the mic! Get, get on the mic! Just get on the mic! Get, get on, on the, the mic! mic. It's called Pirate Radio. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. You know the difference between justice and punishment. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like, uh,. Your opinion, man. Where's that damn torpedo? Shredded, Jim! 
to like be a you know a jackhole here <clears throat> I, I forget it, it does this show allow for the swears and it's not that i swear a lot i just want to know that if i accidentally screw up and drop an f-bomb then i won't get censored out well normally with mine i try not to but i already said fuck like twice three and i didn't now. yeah three times well now it's four because i'm saying it again <laughs> fuck um but luckily when you do these podcasts there's a little button you can click to go to explicit that's all you need to do and it just lets people know that there is some curse words in it so fuck this bullshit we're going blue today. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Unlike ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> I, I normally do not do the swears. I'm not one to uh, lapse into uh, vulgar profanities. But just in case, because I'm human like anybody else and I may mess up, we might be talking about an awesome, and tonight we're going to be talking about soundtracks and motion picture scores. Thank you very <clears throat> much, Troy, because now we can talk about it. And now we can talk about that. Yeah. Soundtracks and motion picture scores. Now... Pretty much, I'm thinking we're talking to the initiative, initiated, like everybody already knows. Yeah. yeah. But just in case, we are going to kind of try to separate the two topics. So we'll cover the scores, things like uh, Star Wars, as scored by John Williams, yeah. versus a motion picture soundtrack, like the Matrix soundtrack or the heavy metal soundtrack, which actually has songs by bands that you may recognize. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned it right there. Um, before I wanted to go deep into the list. I wanted to give the Lifetime Achievement Award to John Williams because John Williams shows up on this list so many times. So I want to kind of rattle off some of his amazing works. I think personally, of all of his, the one that stands apart, like the one theme that works no matter what and is most, it fits most with a character is the theme to Superman. Okay. <clears throat> I put that right up there alongside of, not better than, not less than, right alongside of the uh, Mar the Marshall March that goes with Darth Vader, the introduction of Darth Vader in yeah. Star Wars. Okay. Because uh, that is iconic to the character. That's true, yeah. Really these, true. yeah. And unlike Superman, who is a character iconically that everyone in America recognized, Darth Vader came out of nowhere, nobody knew who he was until you saw the movie, and then he stuck to your ribs like peanut butter, and you never forgot him. Yeah. It's harder to do that with brand spanking new. That's true, yeah. I think with um, another one that would fit really, really well with that, and it's John Williams, um, and it's Star Wars themed because Han Solo went on to be Indiana Jones, which yes. is also John Williams. <clears throat> that's another one that's iconic. I think the Raiders of the Lost Ark March is one of the greatest movie oh, scores by far. Absolutely. Uh, once you see Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's, the music goes with the movie so seamlessly, yeah. you're not even aware of it. It's, it's kind of like uh, the, the uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. It's like the Michael yeah. Myers theme, the theme to Halloween. Yeah. You almost don't realize it's not playing. It goes so well. It's there yeah. in your mind when it needs to be. This one still 
that intro scene in uh, Empire Strikes Back where you see the Superstar Destroyer. You see what Vader's doing that sets the scene so well. It's And like you said, a character that came out of nowhere yeah. that was, now this is his music. This is something that you will always identify with this. And like, I, I find it funny now that it's become a trope where men will have their wives phones uh, when their when their wife calls on their cell phones the Imperial March plays <laughs> I think that that's a funny um, thing that almost everybody does now and it's almost like you have to do it it's almost like you part know, of when, the culture when my phone rings uh, the ringtone is the roars of Godzilla that's awesome when my phone rings Godzilla is roaring in my pocket alright one of my my other really good friends <clears throat> for his wife for unfortunately a very short amount of time had the uh, the violin screech from Psycho free, 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 as his ringtone for her. And it's fun, super, super funny because we bust on it all the time because she owns a lot of Disney movies but she doesn't ever watch them. Yeah. So he and I will sit there and do quotes from her movies and she looks at us like, oh, what is that from? Which <laughs> is, is hilarious in its own right. But yeah. so, uh, uh, she texted him in front of me and it was it was the screech. And she goes, oh, that's my tone? I don't know what that is, but I don't like it. You need to change it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give um, I gotta give you the chance here, Mark, because uh, Troy and I both mentioned we mentioned Indiana Jones, we mentioned Star Wars, we mentioned um, Superman. Thank you, Superman. Were there any John Williams soundtracks that really stood out to you? Maybe of those that we haven't mentioned, because I got one more that I can think of. But if you got any, I'd love to hear. You know, uh, specifically speaking, I couldn't name any just because I really don't pay that much attention to the credits. Okay. Uh, Can I give you one? Of course. Hook. Oh, Robin Williams. I, I think there's that... It really picks up when he's in the treehouse and he starts having all the memories. He starts remembering his past and he's able to fly because shooting out of that tree... That's when the music picks up, and as you can hear underneath us right now, we're playing it. Okay, so that's that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, one in terms of a score, and I don't know whose score it is. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a, a not a very well-known film, but it's, it's a, a psychological horror flick called Darkness Falls. Okay. And it's it's basically the tooth fairy goes evil. Yikes. Yeah, it's, okay. <laughs> that's the the premise, but it's actually yeah. just more to it than that. But the the score of this film was so subtle that, that had I not been sitting in front of the subwoofer for this movie I probably would have missed most of it but there were so many different bass tones and so many different bass thrums yeah. at, at such the right times no okay so so you watch a movie and, and the score changes and you okay well something bad's about to happen and the score changes oh something good is about to happen da, da, da. this was so much more subtle and so apropos to the film yeah. that I kept jumping out of the chair that everyone's looking at me like dude this isn't that scary it's like no seriously you need to sit here yep. quick, quick aside because GGR kind of bounces all over the map here we're watching the Caps game right now yes. Nick Bactrim just scored a goal Caps are up 3-1 on Calgary woo right, excited about that okay but back to the soundtracks back yes. to our topic back of back conversation to here now <clears throat> I, I, I didn't want to derail from John Williams. Yeah. Are, are we still talking John Williams? No, we can move on. I have one more that I wanted to mention. It's underrated. It's not one of his action flicks, but Home Alone. He did the soundtrack to Home Alone. The soundtrack or the score? Oh, I'm sorry. The score. I, I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. No, no, and yeah, yeah the, the score. And there's the song, um, it's called Somewhere in My Dreams. It's the one, it, when you hear it, it is 
the Home Alone music. When you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, Home Alone. Bear in mind that those were hardly my most favorite films. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, okay, so so uh, another one, we actually kind of mentioned it earlier, uh, the Mortal Kombat, uh, learn how to speak again, which I have all the time, the Mortal Kombat score, or especially the first movie, yeah. was another one of those that was done so well yeah. that you don't really notice it was paying attention. Well, um, let's kind of go on both sides of the coin here for a second. The score to that is really good. But you know what else is really good about that? The soundtrack. Of course. The soundtrack is ridiculous. And, and the soundtrack is actually one that I mentioned on your, your GTR. Yeah, um, which is going to be in here. But overall, okay, so between kind of that, that techno, techno, industrial soundtrack, yeah, along with the the score by itself. Yeah. Uh, score by George Clinton. Was... Are you serious? Yes. Really? He did the score to that? Yes. That's fantastic. Um, uh, yes. And now it's four to one caps. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Even better. Um, I got to give Ben Shaw a shout out. Ben hey, Shaw ben mentioned... Shaw. Ben everybody Shaw. say hi to Ben. Ben Shaw! Correct um, his belt with an exclamation point, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I did that. Um, ben mentioned... That one of his favorite soundtracks is the soundtrack from Spawn. Okay, um, I'm gonna say overall, and I've I've seen this movie more than once. Yeah. Um, for me, the soundtrack for Spawn is not honestly all that memorable. I'm not saying that it's bad. It just there's nothing on it that really is iconic in my head. <clears throat> yeah, a little a little more recently, and uh, kind of back to touch on my thing where both the score and the soundtrack worked really really well together yeah and with a very slight caveat to it is you have to be watching the movie for all the work is Tron Legacy yes I yeah. love the yes. soundtrack the Daft Punk does a Daft fantastic Punk. job they do that is it. and, and like it, it's really really well it's not even just like for a soundtrack or for a score just as music as it, at, at its raw bassist form they do an adagio for Tron, it's yes. fantastic. But the, the thing it is, was better than the movie. <laughs> but you have to, you almost have to to watch the movie to appreciate the soundtrack and vice versa. Oh yeah, because yeah. so much of what they did fits so seamlessly into the movie itself. Yeah, and it's it's hard to do one without the other. Yeah, and, and obviously the, the technology of, of music production has improved greatly since yeah. the original film was made. I feel like Tron Legacy was a huge step above the soundtrack and score of the original Tron. Yeah. Um, and it also had one or two iconic songs, like taking us back to the old Journey song, Separate Ways. You know, when it plays, it it takes you back. You got time. Separate Ways playing. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah. It, it's a great song. It's a great song. But whether or not you like Journey, that but that song rocks. Like I don't it care does. who you are. That song really rocks. Um, well, there are people, believe it or not, who don't like that. And I, for one, can never hear that song and not in my head go. Maybe that's just me. Now, Mortal Kombat. I, I think in the first Mortal Kombat, it, yeah, you know, Skippy mentioned the uh, the, the techno industrial. Um, I am a fan of some of the songs that are like uh, Sister Machine Gun, um, Burn was the song. Um, Juke Joint Jezebel by KMFDM. Uh, I very much love KMFDM, and Juke Joint Jezebel was the song that brought them to my attention, really. Um, 
Uh, if I remember correctly, there there is a song on that soundtrack from the Future Sound of London. Um, there are, jeez, and I can't even think of everybody who's on that particular track now, on, on the first MK. The second, the second MK, yeah. Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and very few people love this movie by comparison, yeah. but that soundtrack also features KMFDM and Future yeah. Sound of London and Man Break, uh, and, uh, and a host of others. Well, with with Annihilation, like let's just put this out there real quick. The reason why people don't like that movie is you take one of the main characters and you break his fucking neck in the first five minutes. Well, sure. Um, and now, here's the thing, though. Say what you want to about yeah. the film. Say what you want to about Annihilation. However, in Annihilation, uh, let's see. In Annihilation, uh, Johnny Cage gets killed. Uh, if I remember correctly, Johnny Cage does get killed in the video game continuity. I believe, yeah. In Annihilation, Shao Kahn uh, violates the portals and invades Earth, kind of like in Mortal Kombat, the video game. Oh series. no, it fits very yeah, well. So with the basically, video game. the movie, whether you like it or not, sticks truer to the source material of the video game in one form or another. Yeah, it does introduce a lot of characters, and unfortunately, those characters don't all get really good time to shine. No, they don't. We don't yeah. get enough Nightwolf. We definitely don't get enough Shiva. Uh, we don't get enough Ermac or Rain. But we get Ermac and Rain and Shiva, unlike the nameless monk that Kung Lao fights in the first Mortal Kombat. That's true. Unlike Art Lean, who gets killed by Goro. Like, so Goro doesn't actually get to fight anyone of any merit in Mortal Kombat, the movie. Uh, he fights a bunch of nameless guys, and then he goes down to Johnny Cage in the first instance. Yeah. I gotta start, I gotta wonder, watching the first Mortal Kombat, why any of the human fighters, the fighters from Earthrealm, why were they so worried? Because the first crack up that they were against anybody, uh, Liu Kang defeats Sub-Zero, Johnny Cage defeats Scorpion and Goro. It's like the, uh, the, the outworld fighters were no match for the human fighters. Because the moment a human fighter of any merit stepped up, the Outland fighters went down like a house of cards. I can't talk about Mortal Kombat without kind of riffing on this. And we'll get back to the soundtracks in just a second, guys. Yeah. The Street Fighter movie. Oh, Lord, the less said, the better. Oh. It's so bad, it's, it's so good. When, when he says to you, the day that M. Bison came to your town was the greatest event that ever happened, for me, it was Tuesday. Yeah. Like, it's so yeah. cheesy. Well, you know, it's Raul so Julia, and it's delivered well, and yeah. it is a cheesy line, and despite yeah. being a cheesy line, it's still well delivered. You know so. what I found out about that? What's that? The way that movie is made, and the reason why Raul Julia doesn't do a lot of fighting, or a lot of physical acting he was dying of yeah. cancer when he was filming that movie yeah so they changed everything around for him and i i felt bad and it almost makes me feel like a dick for saying that movie was bad because like he filmed it even though he was dying and he knew he was well you know the thing is for the presence of Raul julia that's not enough to make this film any good no <clears throat> that's really the problem yeah. is that it's it's just a weak movie yeah and even a great actor like that couldn't save it so which was the weaker movie just to hold this, this tangent for a moment What's the weaker movie? The, the Street Fighter movie? Or the live-action Mario Brothers movie? Ooh. Uh, I'm wow. going to go with Street Fighter because Mario was supposed to be humorous. Or Double Dragon, for that matter. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Double Dragon does definitely take a hit for me. Wait a second. Are you guys ready for this? Anything Yui Bowl did with video games. That would be um, Dead or Alive. He also did uh, House of the Dead. Is that right? 
Andy, you'll have to correct me on this one, the one with the zombies. I thought the House of the Dead was, was actually Rob Zombie. That's House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay. But Yui Bowl, we had a whole article about him, how he purposely makes movies that suck because it makes him more money. It's some sort of weird, like, like the producer's the thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really fucking weird, and Yui Bowl's an <clears throat> asshole. But either way. Six times. Yeah, I'm, we're going to keep going. I mean, we're going to see if we can set a record here. Um, soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Awesome soundtrack. It's, it's amazing. Awesome and that's soundtrack. I think that's both soundtrack and score because they didn't actually have any music scored for the movie. Right. So that, I mean, it's it's still soundtrack. But just a quick shout out to, Twi- uh, to Quentin Tarantino. I think every movie he's done has that amazing music. Both of the Kill Bills have really, really good Oh, they absolutely do. And those were both done by the RZA from uh, Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Uh, Here's one, and it doesn't get a lot of shine, uh, and it's a shame. The movie has some weaknesses, but it has some strengths, I think. Uh, The 1984 Streets of Fire. Michael Perret, Diane Lane, uh, uh, Willem Dafoe, and Rick Moranis, and Bill Paxton. And yeah, there's a powerhouse of talent in this. If you've never seen Streets of Fire, it is worth scene from bell to bell but here's the thing the score is by veteran rock guitarist Ry Cooter really yes the soundtrack however uh, has among others the fix the blasters jeez uh, who else is on that Stevie Nicks wrote a song but while she performed the song in the film on the soundtrack album it was actually performed by someone else Okay. Um, two movies. They both have to do with uh, massive sword fights. That would be The Highlander. Okay. Which was all queen. All queen. All day long. And then Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian has pretty which impressive is score. Basil Pomodoros. Maybe. Palidoris, something like that. Uh, go, we got to go back to Highlander, though, because, I mean, yeah. Queen, as a, as a compositional band, they're amazing. Uh, they made my top five, they were number two. In my that, top five bands. I mean, listen to Flash Gordon and then watch the movie. Flash. The movie does ah. not deserve the soundtrack. That I know, but that's right. <laughs> so we'll play that real quick so everybody can enjoy that. Dun, 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 dun. You know, but when, when, when the Hawkman attacks yeah. uh, uh, Rocket Ajax, yeah. that driving rock guitar that is, on yeah. it's amazing. Queen was... Wasn't it a little all the right? Oh my god! And just, just to hear Brian Blessed's yeah. voice, it's like Gordon's alive, flying blind on a rocket cycle. <laughs> Splash! I love you. It's such a good soundtrack. But we oh only have god. five minutes to save the earth. <laughs> that line from the movie Ted. Where they're talking about Slash Gordon, and then they're like, "You think you think Tom Brady could have saved the world? Oh yeah, Tom Brady could have like, saved the world." Too. <laughs> um, those, those are those are both great soundtracks. Hey, 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 hey. Check the inflation. Too soon. Especially for somebody who's a Patriots fan, like I went off on a whole tangent about that. I felt thought that it was. I sounded like Johnny Cochran. I was like, "This is a mockery. This is a sham. You got no proof. You got no evidence. You got nothing. Ball don't fit. You must quit." You know, there's, it was three types of people in, in this country: those that think he did it, those that don't think he did it, and the judge that has him on his fantasy team. <laughs> Talking about Tom Brady and then Deflate Gate. 
<laughs> he's like, he did it, he did it. <laughs> oh, my God. Anthony. That was our awesome waiter, Anthony. Anthony works here at the Bungalow Ale House. I didn't even mention that. Oh, yeah. Bungalow Ladies Ale House is where we're at tonight. Uh, promotional considerations about Bungalow Ale House. Uh, they put up with us on our podcast on a regular basis. Uh, wonderful food, wonderful staff. Uh, come out for the dinner. Uh, they're done with Oktoberfest, but we're rolling into the Halloween. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have some awesome drink specials coming some up. Spectacular specials. Hour. The spectacular specials, yes. <laughs> um, but really, truly wonderful, awesome service. All the wait staff, all yeah. of them are committed. Oh, look, there is actually an event. Anthony, you want to tell us about the event? Oh, the Oktoberfest? Uh, I mean, the, <laughs> I said the Oktoberfest, the co- costume contest. Costume uh, so contest. It's at 11 p.m., $300 for a grand prize if you come in uh, with a great costume. Uh, or if you just come in looking really sexy, you might win. Sexy $300. works. Uh, sexy wins second, a lot of contests. Uh, is $150. Wow. And third is a $100 uh, card, gift card for bungalows. Um, I'm coming to see it. Anthony Greatness Yes But uh, back about Tom Brady I know exactly why those balls are deflated Why is that? Because LeGarrette Blount, Edelman And Gronkowski keep on spiking the balls every time they score Like they score about like six <laughs> times a game This is true it's going to have to be some type of error We're getting a visual demonstration right here A very violent <laughs> spike And then flexing I mean it's it's impressive. He's, he's uh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Get pretty good wrong. Uh, can, can we get an animated gif on that? <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about Highlander. We went off on that for a little bit. Uh, yes, we did. Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. That one. That is an awesome movie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, two, the, the score. The score is excellent. The score yeah. is awesome. Uh, everything about that movie, I love. Fight choreography. Yeah. Say, Arnold Schwarzenegger made me want to learn how to twirl a big two-handed sword. Oh yeah, yeah. This is my Honda. Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentations of the women. That is what is best in life. Yeah, that is. Yeah, it is fantastic. Cleveland oh, atwixt the twain. Well, you know, we're we're coming back on task here. Yes. Uh, so. I'm going to mention uh, a few of the, uh, the the more recent, and by recent I mean since 2008, the Marvel okay. releases. Okay. Um, I do want to shout out the soundtrack to uh, Iron Man. Yes. One and two. The, the ACDC. <laughs> yes. And ACDC and Black uh, Yeah. Um, I also want to uh, give some props to uh, the, the period piece songs used in uh, Captain America. Oh yeah, the first Captain America? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Attention to the there. Oh, yeah. The music that was in the score felt appropriately dated. It didn't feel like a rock soundtrack out of sequence. No, and it and it's very moving too. Like the end yes. credits, like you want to stand up and salute. Like it's, yes, you do. It's powerful stuff. Yes. Can I mention mine from the Marvel ones? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's got a ridiculous yes. soundtrack. You know, it's funny. I, I have a love hate relationship with that soundtrack because I think it's. I think it's it's spot on. Like it fits the time, it suits the character. Those are just songs that I wasn't necessarily very fond of when they were new. <clears throat> I, I would have picked completely different songs from the same time period. But at the same time, they they seem to fit where they are. They, they belong in the movie. Oh yeah. That and whole opening sequence where Star Lord is, is going through the ruins with yeah. the Walkman on. Yeah. And it's just it really Come is. and get your love. Not one of my favorite songs. Yeah, I love that too. But it, it, it fits. Goes. It belongs there. Well, everybody always goes to um, "Hooked on a Feeling." That's when they think of Guardians. 
they use that. But when I was doing the um, the podcast for the top five, I actually used "Come and Get Your Love" because I I like that song more. Right, and I right. thought it, it fit better in this particular one. Uh, Please go all the way. Actually, that was a song that I did. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, Moon Age Daydream. All right, we are. We got like five minutes left. Oh, <laughs> we'll, okay. We're gonna push this all the way to the envelope. Another sat- score. Robocop, original one from 1987. Between Ray, between Walk the Line, yeah, uh, or or any other Biopicum, Amadeus, you're basically looking at their catalog of music. Yes. Yeah. So you know, I like Ray. I like Johnny Cash. Yeah. I like Amadeus overall. Yeah. I would be upset if I didn't include this on their soundtrack from uh, Star Trek: First Contact, which I felt was the only Next Generation movie that they did was really any good. That soundtrack was fantastic. Um, I know I'm missing a bunch here because there's so many good soundtracks well, and I, scores. I, I'm, I'm going to close off with this one. Go ahead. Uh, for, for my part, <clears throat> i got to shout the uh, the Sid and Nancy soundtrack. You may not be fans of the Sex Pistols. However, Gary Oldman performs as Sid Vicious, and he sings. And he sings probably better than Sid Vicious actually did, but he puts you evocatively in, the, in that moment with Sid Vicious. Uh, they captured a lot of the punk songs from the time, uh, and Joe Strummer actually played a lot of the songs. He, I believe he was Joe Strummer's guitarist in the score, and he did it gratis and off the credits because contractually he was not allowed, not allowed to, to. Yeah. Mark, you got one last one? Yeah, I was going to throw one more score in because we were talking about, you know, you hear this and, and that's what it is. Yeah. Close Encounters of the Third Time. Ooh. John Williams, nice okay. tie-in. Look at that. All comes full circle. Yeah, see, we, like all, we, we always bring it back around. We always come full circle. Yeah. All right, so I definitely want to apologize for that one, guys. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty there. Battery on my laptop died uh, when we were at the Bungalow Ale House, so we had to cut it short. Um, we got a really good list there of uh, the best movie scores and soundtracks. Um, some of the ones that I was really proud of. I really love the uh, Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Um, but as you can hear underneath here, we got the score to uh, Star Trek First Contact. That's a really good one. Uh, one of my personal favorites. Uh, but also any of the Star Trek ones are really, really good. I, I'm not a big fan of the newer ones, um, just because they're not as iconic, I feel, as the uh, as those original ones. The original uh, Kirk and Spock and uh, Next Generation cast was uh, was pretty good as well. But also two one that I'm going to be playing here in just a second here. Um, both the score and the soundtrack to Back to the Future. Um, the score, just fantastic, very rousing, very uh, exciting. But also the soundtrack, too, you got all that Huey Lewis in there, but then also they throw the uh, the 1950s period piece stuff uh, when Marty goes back in time and almost does his mom, which was kind of gross and weird. Um, but that's going to do it for the podcast today. Uh, definitely big thanks to the Bungalow Ale, Ale House uh, in Woodbridge, Virginia, for hosting us. Uh, thanks to Mark Lutz uh, for contributing uh, to Fort David Phillips. Uh, to all the guys at Comics Online, I uh, wouldn't be doing them do justice if I didn't say this next part for all things geek pop culture go to comments online uh, that's www.commentsonline.com but more importantly you're listening 
to Mike on the Mic on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. That is www.greatgeekrefuge.com. If you got us on iTunes, um, like us, give us a good review. Uh, check, check out some of the other podcasts. Do the same thing. We got a lot of good catalog stuff. Not a lot of new stuff, but we've got about I'd say probably like twenty to thirty total podcasts. So you can catch up, and by the time you catch up, maybe we'll have some more content for you. But that's going to do it for this evening, guys. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, y'all be good. This has been a GDR Pirate Radio Network production. Woohoo!